Oh, I thought we were just like you, when you open the podcast, whatever thing you have it on, what the screen just starts blinking, just rapid <laughs> yes. fire different colors. Yeah, and so d- the blinking is how you interpret mm. our thoughts. Won't that cause seizures? It depends on how rapid our thoughts come. Oh, so we're good. <laughs> Back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. I'm Jason. And I'm Elsa. And this time we played Middleborg, City of Mages. I don't have a joke off the rip. I'm j- I'm trying to think of something, but I got nothing. That's as much of a big vacuous void as this game is. This vacuous void. Oh, I can't be more literal over there. Developed by Armature Games and Summa Style Limited. Published by Summa Style Limited and Asterian Games. Released November 2018 on the Switch, PS4, Windows, Xbox, and Mac. It's not often we get games with a Mac port. And none of us played it on there. I was really surprised that um, this game had as wide of a release as it did. Because as we'll go into later, um, it feels like... Like, it could be like a $2 mobile game and that's being generous. Um, I thought it was like just like a steam shovelware, just shit it out and move on to the next thing. But apparently they decided to cast a wide net to try to steal your money for this $15 game, at least on Steam. I paid $9 on Switch, which was funny because uh, I was trying to find a physical version of this game. Uh, just, you know, have some garbage oh for God. the Switch collection. And uh, it's not, it's digital only, uh, which is fine. Um, but I was hopping around to different game stores. So, like, I hit a GameStop, and the surly teenager behind the counter is like, I've never heard of this game before. I'm like, yeah, could you fucking look it up, kid? And kid goes, I've never heard of the game before. Okay. Needless to say, that was uh, fruitless. He told me nothing, and he scratched his own ass when I asked him questions. So I left there, and I went to uh, a local store by where uh, Jason and I, where we work, and I uh, had a nice long conversation with the dude behind the counter when he looks up, and he goes, why would you want this? I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm like, yeah, let me tell you about the other game I'm looking for too. And he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Lots. Lots. That encapsulates. Like, half. I, I was telling um, <clears throat> some friends about uh, the bad game cast, and there was a bit of like, why do you do this to yourself? And I had to go into our normal spiel of why we do this to ourselves. But if you want to know that, go listen to our previous episodes because we talk about it at length. One or two times. We don't talk about stuff at length. What are you talking about? Anyway, this crap factor. What the shit do we do here? What, uh, what, uh, what, what? kind of game is this else what would you say it is yeah 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 um middleburg is a turn-based city management strategy game so it feels halfway between like almost like a board game digital board game and like the city screen on heroes of might and magic if you've ever played heroes of might and magic and just like the city management screen of like building cities and managing your garrison although less complex than that this uh this game has the depth of a mud puddle hang on you left out the roguelike elements. Mm-hmm. I did leave out the roguelike <laughs> elements because half of them are broken. This game sucks. Is it a... I forget what the difference is between a roguelike and a roguelite. Isn't it one of it has a... 
uh, a metagame component where like you build stuff and it stays run to run and the other one doesn't. Yeah. So theoretically, the distinction should be rogue light is a complete reset at the beginning and rogue light lets you build towards the future. Okay. So most games technically would be rogue light because it gets easier as yeah. you go on as you unlock upgrades and stuff. Because yeah. the original rogue, you're good. Uh, the original rogue, which I have played, is very bad. Uh, surprise. It's from like the 70s. Uh, I'm sure it every time you start a new game that's it like it is there is no advancement once you die you start from the beginning with nothing yeah as you can imagine uh like modern I don't know modern gaming design principles that 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 shit can get real tedious real quick so roguelite is kind of like the favored way of doing things and it makes sense and in Middleburg Middleburg, Middleborg, whatever. Anyway, who the fuck cares? Uh, there is an amount of progression. Like, there's a main quest, and like, if you fail or lose or surrender, you don't lose progress on the main quest. Although, you know, that makes sense considering you have to reset to do some of them. Um, uh, that's it, though, right? Like, that's the only thing that carries over. It's the just the progress. Advisors. The advisors that you choose in the beginning um, do have a amount of progression to them. Um, like you do a task X amount of times and they give you better bonuses. So in that way, there is progression over multiple attempts. But that is the whole of it. Really? Yep. So some of them, off the top of my head, there's some that after you sacrifice so many mages to your tree, there's ones that once you upgrade a certain building to full, uh, if you spend so much mana or ether or whatever repairing your garrison, there's all sorts of little achievements. And you'll see them pop up as you play, theoretically. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm not exactly sure how the Switch edition works. You get the same achievement pop up, okay. but it feels useless because it's Switch. Yeah. And like, I, I had no idea what any of that meant. Yeah, because they're not actual achievements. What they are are upgrading your advisors for the next time you run. Oh, uh, even if you didn't have them? Yes. Yes. Huh. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll bang out this story? Fuck yes. Yeah, good luck. I want to know what the story is about because I have no fucking idea. Like a tree. Uh, Middleborg is the city of mages. It has the tree of life in the middle. It's totally not Yggdrasil. Yeah. It's in a place where like all of the planes are swirling around in chaos. It's the city at the center of the universe. Yeah. It's basically in the astral sea. There's a <laughs> nerd. There's a portal <laughs> that like you can go out and like things come in and will try to periodically attack you. You, quote unquote, are the new chancellor? Yes, chancellor. Which means you're in charge of the city. There was a prophecy about a... This is, I love this. So there was a prophecy about a basically like lowborn chancellor who would come to save the city. And so they immediately off the hop are like, well, you suck. So this might be you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That's incredible. Yeah. And you're like, okay. When you... So the, the way they explain this is like, I don't... When you die, there's a time magic that lets you like basically rewind time and try again time magic fuck yeah yeah and so <laughs> the ride never ends you get to start over <laughs> yeah as you go through and as you start exploring 
the, all the worlds. Each world has a description. They're all very short and like, I don't know, it would almost be cool if they had any visuals, but they don't. Instead of just a, what is it, kind of a spiral map screen and then the name of the place, and it's like Ivsir. Yeah. It's a place. Super. When you go to Ivsir, he gives you a description and that that's it. It's like, oh yeah, Ivsir, home of demons. It's full of, you know, it's all red with black obsidian crags and you're like, you don't even have a still piece of art for this? Art costs money. No. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You know, that's fair. So then, but yeah, you, you, what you're doing as you're exploring is you are chasing after someone. The previous chancellor. Yes. Uh, What's his name? I don't, does he have a name? He does, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, fuck, I don't have it written down. Elsa, what's his name? Magnus something something. Skywalker. Yeah. Magnus Burnsides. <laughs> oh, I like it. So uh, as you chase Magnus, you find scraps of his journal. And it's funny because like they keep giving you choices. I don't think any of them matter. <laughs> they don't. Uh, the choices that you, when you venture into the portal and visit these strange new worlds, uh, it gives you like a little like, you meet the locals. Do you kill them, spare them, or give them food? Um, they Whatever choice you pick upgrades like one of the spells that you have that you can use intermittently uh, to help um, defend your city. Only that like one of the spells is actually useful. So um, Oh, it upgrades the bad spells. Okay. Yeah, the one in like the bottom left corner that is all it does yeah yeah i never knew how those upgraded i didn't know they could upgrade yeah because this game tells you so much yep. and yet so little as covered though they're bad literally one of them matters the other three are useless hey yeah one of them's all right <laughs> the one that tells you if like we'll get into it in uh, my play experience but when you don't have the oracle and you don't know what's happening like when everything's all you don't know the next day's events and it'll tell oh, you Jake. if it's uh good or bad oh no yeah uh, it's pointless yeah well shut up <laughs> <laughs> so uh as you chase him down he's got scraps of his journal and they're all just like his descent into madness was that what's happening? I'd literally never read it because I uh, would select it. It was just a bunch of text. And I thought, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Magnus has the world seed for the next world tree of life. And it has given him immortality, but it is in exchange, it basically feeds off of his mind. Oh, so it's like the uh, crown of the Ice King in Adventure Time. Yeah. Nice. And he... Well, now I'm sad. Through spells and potions, he's able to keep it at bay for a while. So all his first entries... Are are just like him exploring and that kind of stuff. And then it slowly descends into, and he's fully aware of it. He's like, I'm going mad. Uh, Elsa, did you read these articles? I did, I did, because like they were the only thing keeping me sane in this game because everything else, like the actual gameplay was mind-numbing. So it's like, get another journal. It's like, fuck it, I'll read it. Uh, and um, yeah. That sounds really interesting, but how is it presented? Like, is it is it an interesting read or is it just done oh. shitty? Because <laughs> I read the rest of the writing in this game. I have a feeling I know how it's going to play out. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I do wonder... Um, what nationality the people um, who made this game are because I'm wondering about like the random ass spelling errors that I found literally every screen. I counted a lot of spelling errors yeah, and stuff like it. that. So I don't know if that's just like a translation issue. I think so. Cause yeah, there's some spelling errors and then there's a few turns of phrase that just don't quite land. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay, 
is I understand what they're going for, but it's kind of a clunky way to say that. Um, and like, it was a weird thing for me. Like when I would get the journal entries, it wouldn't necessarily open to the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And and there were sometimes when like there was story progressions, like you found a journal. I couldn't find what journal it was giving me because I don't know if they were all sequential. Right. Because yeah, it opens sometimes to a random one and you're like, wait, but I've already read this one. And then it's like, wait, where's the one that it gave me? Right. Because I go to the end and it's like, I've already read that one too. Yep. So is it buried somewhere in here? Is this a glitch or is there just no journal? Did they like just forget to write this entry? To answer your question uh, earlier, Jake, um, it's not the worst writing I've ever seen, which is good because this game is 99% presented through text, but uh, it's also not super compelling. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a mental shrug. Uh, it looks like they're from Russia. That tracks. Uh, Armature games. Yeah. So uh, you play through and... It is impossible to beat the game on a single rip, which I, I don't like. But it's the, uh, as these quests are often something like fully upgrade your garrison, fully upgrade your wizard tower, do, you know, this or that. But every now and then you'll run into a quest to unlock the new next world to progress the story that says, uh, beat the first seven levels without taking damage to your tree. Yep. Well, if you're on level 10, you just have to start over. Hmm. So it's literally impossible. The game requires you to reload multiple times. Yeah. And not only that, but like certain quests um, you can soft lock yourself out of. Like there are, I think, two quests of like brew a specific potion and um, potion resources are a finite resource in this game. So like you go through a portal and when you visit those locations that like sometimes give you journal fragments, sometimes they give you potion uh, ingredients. But there are only so many worlds you can visit and they don't reload their ingredients. And if you've spent all your potion ingredients, you go, well, I can't make this potion. You have to reset your game, which happened to me. Yep. So then you just go through another loop. Yay. Which, uh, yeah, really makes it feel like a way to artificially pad the length of the game. But once you get through all the worlds and there's, so there's six prongs and are they seven or eight deep? So it's like. No, they're not all that big. Some of them are only three. No. Right. Because then it goes out further right yes all yeah. of them are i can't remember if it's seven or eight mm. yep so there's like 30 some odd quests you have to do that feels right some are very easy some are a bit more annoying yeah, if you end up having a decent handle on the game, uh, it ends up running you probably about five to seven hours total. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm so curious as to hear Jake's uh, experience with this game. Yeah. Because it took me about six and a half hours to beat. I looked at Jason's Steam time and it took you like five something. Uh, Kind of. So I actually, if you looked at it recently, I went through and played another level after I beat the game to see if anything changed. I beat the game mm. at four. 4.9 and then i played and so once you get to the end you uh run into magnus and you finally meet him and he gives you the world seed and tells you oh well so you now can grow middleborg a new tree of life and prosperity into the next age of middleborg great which means on your next run so every run whether you reset it basically manually when you hit 20 it automatically resets yep 
once you have the seed for the tree of life, that no longer happens. You basically oh, unlock infinite mode. Yeah. And uh, to that end, like uh, when you're playing through normally, once you get to 15, uh, day 15, um, the game starts attacking you more because there are different phases. Like you could be attacked or you could gather resources or you could go through portals. And it eventually sort of just goes into only attacks so that you're just being burnt down and uh, yeah. have to die eventually. Yeah. Or be force reset. So as you're trying to gather resources, uh, which you just wait a day and then you passively gather energy, it's the one currency, uh, except for the potions, which is a separate currency for funzus. You have the tempest that roll in a white tempest, which is usually peace. You can go through the portal. A purple tempest, which is a breeze. You have a aether gather. You can send your mages to to get more of the currency that you need for upgrades and buying stuff. The red tempest, which sends a, a horde at your gate. You have to put your mages in a garrison to try and defend. A blue tempest, which is the magical attack, Yep. where you have to put your mages in the wizard tower to fend off the magical attack. Energy from the ether and they spell bubble. And, uh, oh no, that's it, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then between days, you there's a random chance that something will happen? Yeah, there are random events that happen. And uh, when we say random, we mean really fucking random. Your advisor will run up to you and say, Sire, I have received a vision of an old man with an onion cart near the well. He has a dark cloud above him. We should destroy him. And then you get four options of like, throw the man down the well, uh, banish the man from your place, buy all his onions, <laughs> check his house, and then something good or bad will happen. And you have no idea what to fucking do because there's no like rhyme or reason usually to the decisions. You just have to sort of guess or use the spell mechanic to tell you which one's the best answer. Or the scrolls. Yeah, that's just scroll it up. Scrolls all day. Uh, in the shop, you can buy uh, potions, which will boost your defense. Uh, artifacts, which will give you a passive bonus, like uh, your garrison is 10% extra defense. Uh, you're, you get an extra 5 Aether a day, some shit like that. Uh, there's also scrolls, which will eliminate two of the bad options, tell you which one's bad, tell you which one's good, shit like that. So if you got enough scrolls, then like you're good always, and because the events at some point start to repeat, so like as soon as you know what the good one is, you don't even have to bother with it with anything. Yep, like at some point, uh, when I had accumulated enough scrolls in any single time, I wouldn't even read the prompt. I just go over it and click one of the scrolls and like look at the response and just like click whichever one it tells me. Fucking a, just <laughs> tell me the answer and shut the fuck up, game. Oh yeah, I hit best scroll, then click on the green box, and then just keep clicking. <laughs> just go. Oh, click. That must have been nice. <laughs> yeah, you've got words. I don't care, Middleborg. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of, so in between ethers or whatever they call them. Tempests. Tempests. You can build up Days your- Days and nights. Yeah. You can build up your city. Uh, you have, everywhere you put a mage, there's the garrison, the mage tower, the going on expeditions and gathering ether. Mm -hmm. uh, you can upgrade those to hold up to three mages at a time. Every mage you have there gives you a bonus. So in the garrison, every mage you have reduces the damage you take by 25% from a red attack. Yep. Mage tower is 25% from a blue attack. Ether is you get some amount of extra ether. Because yeah, it's a random amount that you get for every breeze that comes through. Yeah. I don't remember how exactly it calculates. And then for the expeditions, you get to send that many people on expeditions, which is useful for getting more potion resources and trying to cover more ground. 
though not super useful for reasons we'll get into later. Uh, every <laughs> yeah. night or whatever you want to call it, Tempest, uh, there will be between two are the smallest and the absolute largest, I think was like 10 where it runs off the screen. Yeah. And you're like, yep. that's well designed. I literally cannot see what the last Tempest is going to be. So I guess I'll guess. I guess I'll play like Jake. Thanks to that, I uh, I learned that you can scroll through it. It's uh, clunky and awkward, and we'll get to that later, too. I don't even know if you can on PC, because I tried. Boy, howdy, could I not figure it out. Oh, man. And so at the start of the game, I don't know if it gives you like one or two, that'll be face up depending on how many there are. And then the rest will be question marks. So you don't know whether it's going to be red or blue or purple or yellow or and right. So there's supposed to be a bit of a guessing game as to like, where are you going to put your mages? Like you only have up to three mages, potentially more that you can utilize per day. So it's not like you're moving around like lots of units. It's very simple. Yeah. In fact, the game punishes you for having more than three mages out. Correct. Yeah. Because you can have upwards of five at a time. Yes. You can have a total of five mages. And if you have more than three, there's a random chance that they'll just randomly die. Yep. <laughs> Why? So you can't cover all your bases? But I can't because I can only have five anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but with the question marks, it's kind of pointless because there's a mechanic where you can just pay resources to reveal the question marks and see what's coming. So you should always know what's coming. Just always. Yeah. It will cost you anywhere from five to eight resource, which is nothing in the long run. Yeah, it's tiny. Um, also, whenever you upgrade your Oracle, it automatically reveals one, and then you'll get an additional reveal every turn after. Yeah. So upgrading your Oracle is good earlier on to flip. Yeah, so in addition to the places that you can put the mages, you have the uh, passive ones that you can spend resources at. So the Oracle, the laboratory where you can make potions, the merchant guild where you can buy potions, uh, and the other one that you can dump shit into to generate a mage. I forget that one's called. That is a stupid name. Oh yeah, very dumb. It's a blimp. Is that what it was? Huh. Yeah, it looked like the dirigible. I don't know, I saw like vague circle shape and then I never used it, so fuck, where were we? <laughs> well, so now it's uh, kind of, uh, I'm, I am really curious to know how it went for Jake, because I have a fair idea how it went for Elsa. Cause, uh, Probably about the same it went for you. I, I played through the tutorial and died. And then I played through the next round and died. And I think on the third one, I got pretty far. And then on the fourth one, I got a person that gave me more ether every round. And I absolutely crushed the game and I never lost uh, ever again. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the My gameplay experience was very similar. I think it was on the third one that I got to the end and then I was only manually resetting from there. Um, there were a couple times um, that I had to reset because like the events at night for the Tempest are random and um, like there's that mission that we talked about earlier of like you got to get to level 10 or day 10 without taking damage to your tree and like so the game's like so only attacks right and I'm like fuck I can't I can literally do nothing about it I have I can do the best that I can and I still don't have enough agency to uh, prevent damage to my tree so I guess I'll reset that felt good <laughs> see uh, I it took me like a solid hour to really like figure out what the game mechanics were uh, and I had to fight the controls the whole time because the control scheme on switch is uh, 
not great. So you have uh, your main map with the the city, and then you've got outward elements to the hub. You've got some shit on the right. I forget what that does. Uh, that's where you can sacrifice a mage. Uh, the stuff below your spells, and I want to say no, there's not another menu. You press start or uh, minus, so select for that menu where you can bring up the potions and actually get to them, or try and scroll through it at the bottom, even though it's too small to actually see because you know the switch screen's not that big. Uh, so the right stick controls the uh, like main menu, so like the map or the one on the side or the scrolls and shit at the bottom. And then you use the left stick to navigate inside of that. Only sometimes it goes where you want and most times it doesn't. So you have to try and use the D-pad and hope for the best. See, like when you want to get to the portal, right? What you have to do is you go up to the map, which starts you with the castle. Okay. And then you use the D-pad to go left to the uh, Aether collector and you try and go down. But down doesn't actually get you anywhere because down wants to go to a thing that you don't have in my experience. So then you go back to the right and then down and then left. And sometimes that works. And sometimes you have to go down again, which actually brings you to another menu for no real reason whatsoever. The coolest part is when you're trying to move your mages around, what you have to do is um, you use the triggers, right? So you you have your mage in a garrison and you want to move them to the wizard tower. So you, you scroll over to the garrison and then you hit left trigger to move him back to the castle. And then you scroll over to the mage tower and then you hit right trigger to move him there. So I know this is an audio medium and everything. So I want you to know I've been just like squeezing Winting at my computer for the last two minutes as you're describing this. And I say this as someone who has played this game, so I guarantee the people who are listening to this have no fucking idea what you just said, but good lord, that sounds terrible. It is remarkably tedious. Yeah, when Jake first described that to me, I was like, oh, so I'm playing a bad, boring game that's piss easy, and you're playing a game that is unplayable. Like, that sounds yes. miserable. It It is something. It's a choice that they made the wrong choice i don't know why just you have to fight to get your fucking mages where you want them to go every step of the way now uh see now i spent four hours four hours before i had a run where i had enough resources i can actually get going before i just got waffle stomped <laughs> by i don't know round four <laughs> You're like, oh, sorry, uh, go on, go on. Uh, I just your your pain is bringing me, <laughs> me the most joy that I have gotten from this game. If I, I, every fuck, and bear in mind that a run takes like it would, I would die often, so it'd be. 15, 20 minutes, maybe, and I'd start over. So that's what, 16 runs, like legitimately four hours I'm sitting here before I, and what fucking happened was uh, I would, I would have little bits, right? Where like, uh, okay, so clearly I need to just upgrade the garrison because I know some red shit's coming. And then I would spend my research to do that. And then I wouldn't have enough points left over to try and like get my troops back. And then they would just get all fucking die. And my tree would take a shit ton of damage. And I go, well, dicks. Okay. So then then uh, finally I started uh, like I would upgrade that and then I would just get fucking blue and then the blue storm would just ruin the fucking tree. Well, time to start over. So I finally put some dudes in the fucking Aether, right? Or the uh, Aether Collector, right? Like upgrade that shit. Great. Like I see a purple coming. Now's the good times. Hooray. And then like the first couple times I did that, it was like, oh yeah, well, you upgraded it. You put two dudes in. Uh, here's 10. Fuck me running. Are you shitting me? What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? An extra 10? You get 10 a day normally if you don't have any extra bonuses right? That's the normal currency you get every day. So I just basically got an extra day, right? But one time, one magic time, four hours in, I had it upgraded and it's like, oh, here's an extra 80. Like, that, that was a fucking thing that you would do? Are you fucking kidding me? 
And at that yeah. point, from that point on, I was able to get ahead and then it was never an issue. Nothing could hurt me at that point. I cleared through so many of their bullshit fucking objectives and I hit fucking round 20 and the goddamn game ended and I said, I'm done. Count it. <laughs> Oh, look at you beating the game in like, I, I want to say I hit level 20 in like the first hour of gameplay. Golly gosh. That sounds doing it, right. Jake. <laughs> that must be fucking nice. <laughs> it was, it was. Man, it must be rough to play a different version of the game on like a Nintendo system and have a much worse experience. Gosh, whatever do you mean? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, Jake. <laughs> Uh. Goddamn chip, the wonder <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Uh. So, so I got I got to go back to the one effect. There's, there's a potion that does this, and a spell that does this, and it, it, the text trees show when one tempest occurs, and all it does is move the little indicator that tells you like if it's going to be an attack or a magic or a wind and just moves it slightly up into the left like into the track yeah. of like the events are shown sequentially and they happen sequentially so like you are never surprised as to what the next event is so <laughs> yeah. it does so, literally nothing hey this event that's going to happen third it's going to happen third that's what that does Whoa. <laughs> it was my I know it's mind boggling. Like I was like, "What does that do?" I clicked it, and it, it, as you said, I just looked over, and it was like, "Hey, this this event, it's happening then." And I'm like, "I already knew that. <laughs> what what does this spell even do?" I I have to imagine that there was a version of this game where the phases of the tempest that it showed at the bottom were not supposed to happen sequentially; that they were supposed to be all jumbled up, and it would just grab one randomly and put it as the next one up. That is, I'm sure, at some point in development. Like, you know, this is the pool of things that could happen and you have to sort of guess to make it more of a guessing game. And I guess they realized probably through playtesting that that would be a terrible way of doing things and it would make it unfun to play and, well, <laughs> less fun to play, negative fun to play, worse fun to play. <laughs> uh, it would make your game experience akin to Jake's game experience. My uh, my question about that is, do you think that they playtested it or that's just how they thought it worked? You know? I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I, I could definitely see that being a thing, especially because there's another spell that tells you, like, if the next day is going to be uh, green or red, whether it's going to be damage or not damage. Yeah. And so it feels like there should be some random element in there. But as uh, Jake experienced and, like, if you guess wrong, you just get destroyed. Yeah. The game ramps damage so quickly that it's like, if you have nothing guarding an area, you will take... So you start with 50 health on the garrison and the mage tower yeah. and 100 health on your tree uh it's easily upwards of like 60 damage early yep so that's your entire like garrison's health and then starting into your tree if you just guess wrong yeah yeah feels good see uh in the tutorial they they tell you to uh build the oracle right mm -hmm. and then uh i never felt like i had enough time to actually build the oracle so it's like like i i've got shit that i need to do because i'm not going to make it fucking long enough to build this goddamn thing if I don't and then I never had the time to oh. super you also don't actually need the oracle to pay and see what's coming yeah right the oracle just gives you like the um uh, free one effectively yeah, so like if you have a fully upgraded Oracle, you'll automatically get to see like three or four of them, which yeah. is often enough to know everything. Yep. Without the Oracle, you'll have to pay individually to see them, but you can still do that. Yeah, see, I forgot how to do that. Yeah. 
which is just as well because for the most part i didn't have the resources that i could throw with that even if it was only like five or eight because like i I gotta put more dudes here and they only come back six at a time so like oh no that's one of the other things uh never repair your stuff (laughs) yeah it is an absolute waste of resources only use potions to repair yep spending the mana so you can put mana into the garrison or the mage tower to give it health but it only gets it back as you said like six or ten at a time depending on how how you have it upgraded yeah and that's so slow and bad and it consumes ether at such a rate that you should never use it ah see but therein lies the problem i had to do something or i would have died much sooner never and so i replayed the same section for four hours straight (laughs) just get an advisor that gives you like an absurd amount of defense i don't know which one is that is it the fucking is it the weird dude with the mask is it the actual factual bard is it the succubus that's barely wearing anything no she's awful uh some wizard lady i don't even see a fucking wizard lady yeah she makes all your mages in the tower give a, an extra like seven or ten percent bonus in the wizard tower in addition to giving the wizard tower a flat ten percent bonus period are you fucking kidding me yeah so if you put three wizards it's at a hundred percent and you just never take blue damage what? Yeah, she's quite good. There was the uh, general that I used. I think Jason touched on him earlier that I would pick every time because like he gave like bonus defenses and also when you went into the portal and like got potion ingredients from locations, it would also give you aether like a significant amount. Yep. So um, uh, it gave you just, just ether in the resources depending on how late you were. So like every day, yep. every tempest, it went up. So like if you ventured on the first day, it gave you like only like three but by the time you got to like level 10 it would give you like 30 hmm. yeah that was yeah. nice i saw the bard guy the succubus lady and the dude in the weird mask basically every time and the general once so like uh jason as you and i were talking um off mic about this and like there is what like 12 different advisors yes so- there's four different factions and each faction i believe has three it's like really because i didn't see nearly that many yeah which is some of the weird replay ability things like they only give you an option of two yeah but there's 12 it's like you might not see some of them almost ever and they are uh, how do i say this poorly balanced some of them are ridiculously strong yeah so the one i had when i did my final run that was the infinite play and i got to level 50 and i was like i'm tired now please i'm just gonna die uh (laughs) was I can't even remember what he is. He's part of the like guild that cares about ether, which so surprised it was a joke. His main thing is when you start the game, you start the game with 50 ether, Mm -hmm. which is like just enough to upgrade one main building. Yes. He starts the game with 125. Oh yeah. I picked that one multiple times. Cause it's stupidly good. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the guy I never saw that fucking just gives you a bonus out of the fucking gate? That's super usable. Yeah, no. Yeah. Motherfucker. Cause he lets you, immediately upgrade two things and still have leftovers yeah he also gives you extra ether every day so it's just like there's one resource and he gives you a bunch to start with and extra every day so your resource is just never a problem cool and good i don't even know what my advisors did because uh again trying to navigate over the menu was a fucking joke because it's up in the top right hand corner
corner. And then when it does pop up, trying to fucking read it was even more of a nightmare. I'm glad that they bothered to scale the text for the Switch. <laughs> Text. It's fucking teeny tiny. So what you're saying is you would recommend this game wholeheartedly. Absolutely. You should 100% play it on Switch. Uh, do we have anything more to say about it? Nope. Is there anything left to say? Yes. Uh, I, if you like strategy games, I, I, I'm not recommending this one. <laughs> Don't fucking play this. <laughs> Like, I can't think of any other reason why you might be into it. And I don't think the idea of a roguelite strategy game, like, that sounds kind of appealing. Not really my thing, but I get why people would like that. But, like, this, it's so, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. The control scheme was frustrating. And just, like, my entire experience with this game, just don't play it. It's digital only anyway. Like, why fucking bother? Who gives a shit? can't even add it to your fucking collection digital only it doesn't deserve a physical release but like we've got shit that hasn't deserved that you know whatever <laughs> sure i guess i'll say some stuff um we've talked about uh i can't even remember what it was last time with people trying to blend genres we've had this come up before and i think it's an interesting concept and like this is a strategy game with some roguelite elements in it and you're like okay and it's uh it's not well done like incorporating that because again it just requires you to reset and start over but then from the actual strategy game point of view uh as i said very quickly i never lost ever again the game is absurdly easy and uninteresting to play uh when i got to unlimited mode i made it to level 50 and then just stopped I was I I figured at that point nothing new was going to happen. They might have run me out of resources eventually. I almost kind of doubt it, but maybe <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> don't play it. Yeah, I mean, 3 for 3, don't play this fucking game is bad. Um the core gameplay loop, um you'll see all of what you need to see from the game in the first like 30 minutes and uh then it just lets you grind on stuff that is pointlessly grindy and is very very boring to go through like the the actual like construction of the game isn't half bad the art and the ui isn't isn't bad it's like kind of like a knockoff darkest dungeon for some of the like illustrated art um which is a lovely style but it isn't novel or unique and like other places do it better and it's uh i, I was gonna be kinder to this game before i learned it was a larger release and before i checked the price point because if it was like somebody's first game that they released for five bucks on steam i would have been a lot more understanding and it's is a dev that only appears to have two games on steam and a publisher with three games so potentially they can learn from their mistakes down the road and make a decent little strategy game if they like play tested it more and um didn't just boot it out the door uh but this ain't it this uh is not fucking it yeah maybe they'll learn from their mistakes but this game was a mistake <laughs> well what do we do now well now we answer letters from listeners like you alright I'm gonna be real we have letters I think I'm on the right one <laughs> Oh, shit, look at us. I really should, like, tag these after I read them, but I don't. So anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> this is great. Hail, warrior, which strong intro. <laughs> I'm for this. Solid. My favorite games is the Two Worlds games. Yeah. Wait. My brother also has sunk literally thousands of hours into the online component of Two Worlds 2. Wow. We are fully aware it's garbage, by the way. So my question to you guys is, what is your favorite bad game of all time, and do you keep coming back to it? Greetings from Thalmont. 
uh, I have debated playing more Two Worlds just because, man, I had a hell of a time. Recently, legitimately, I almost re-downloaded Witch Sun. <laughs> I, okay, I almost did too. <laughs> because. <laughs> what? Okay, so Witch Sun is, if you've listened to the episode, you know, it's broken. It's a horrible mess. It's bad in every way. Yes. It steals art assets and potentially music assets. It got delisted from Steam. So you should not give these people money. I love how absurd and janky it is. Legitimately, if you can find it for free, you should give it a whirl. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Was this the game with the, like, forest of incredibly blasting music? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, A forest area where the music gets so loud compared to the rest of the game I took my volume down to two the lowest it goes you know before muting and I still couldn't hear over this music that I had to mute my game it also has a forest comprised entirely of doors in a dimension you cannot escape yes. Oh, the goddamn forest of doors. It just hard locks you forever. Yeah, because it's not finished. So there's just places you can go in the game that just, you, that's it. You're dead now. If you don't have a teleport out, you lose. So it's poorly built and it's got some insane ideas in it. Like there is an orb in a tavern. Sorry, there's an orb in the tavern between space and time. I was just going to say the fucking tavern. And when you touch the orb, it transports you to a labyrinth made of gold. <laughs> That's just floating in space. Yeah, with all the weird creatures and half-baked ideas they have going on. Like, the person that's a warehouse, on a full moon they turn into a house. (laughs) Which is such a stupid, fantastic joke. (laughs) Yeah, it is full of things like that, where it's just like, someone said some dumb shit and they're like, put it in the game! Put it in the game. And I love that. I love it's unbridled, just like, hey, this is stupid, we're doing it anyway. Um, Generally, my go-to answer is Big Rig because holy shit big rigs that absolute fucking nightmare of a half game it's one of those things where i'll say big rigs for me does and doesn't qualify it's amazing and i love big rigs and i'll tell everyone about it and how it's the perfect analogy for hell but i would never go back to big rigs because i experienced it like yes you should experience it but then once you're done that's it as far as going back to it's funny um to you know hide my goose for when we're uh recording this jake you literally just started streaming one of the bad games we played again. yeah uh recently because i'd wanted to pick up the dlc uh, i started replaying code vein i really liked code vein i want to go through and play the dlc which means i uh, had to start a new character since i cheated my way to max level just to see what that was like yeah it's one of the few that i've said i would almost consider going back to but i don't have enough time in my schedule that i really like will yeah because like if i'm just gonna sit down and play something that's not bad it's not like one of the good games we're playing and isn't minecraft it's got to be something good <laughs> and code vein's just not quite there yeah i uh i don't have as fun of an answer like i could say like you know we've talked decent amount on mic and off mic about like destiny 2 how i'm a fucking sucker and keep buying their dlc it's it's a it's a predatory uh you know model but like i can afford it and i enjoy the game i will recommend to my friends don't buy this game don't get into destiny but also i keep playing it um that's like my less fun answer uh my more fun answer is (laughs) richard (laughs) fuck yes
Michael. Etc. Etc. Metal Wolf Chaos for those who are uninitiated. Go listen to that episode because uh, it's a lovely, lovely, terrible time. And I just recommended it to a friend the other day. It's like, yeah, yeah, you should actually play this. Metal Wolf Chaos is the kind of game that I would absolutely tell somebody to play. <laughs> Do you like Armored Core? Do you like, uh, oh my God, what is the uh, the zombie shooter arcade game? Oh, I don't know. It's like the Typing of the Dead. You know what I mean? No, I do not. So House of the Dead? House of the Dead, thank you. Do you like House of the Dead level voice acting? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want more letters? Because we don't have a ton. Is that it? Yeah. I was the only one with this one? Yeah. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Yeah. Make them want more. That's how that works, right? Uh, I thought you'd end it on a joke. Are we done? Just cut the episode. <laughs> Just cut it. Cut it here. No plugs. Oh, you want me to do that? Yeah. So if you have any questions, <laughs> comments, concerns, things you want me to read on this the, the, them their podcast, email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us anywhere else, we're on most social medias at thebadgamecast. We're on Twitter. Uh, we stream on Twitch uh, Monday through Thursday typically we those videos sometimes end up on YouTube as well as theoretically the audio from this Shh. Uh, there's, if you want it done in a timely fashion you do it it's true uh, <laughs> there's a Reddit page there's a Discord channel if you want to hang out there uh, yeah that's it look for the bad gamecast on all your socials we don't have some of them because I don't know what we would post on Instagram or Snapchats or the talk tigs <laughs> I was just imagining getting a TikTok for the bad gamecast and then just recording me staring into the phone for like 10 seconds and just upload that every day. Every day yes. of just me staring at no audio, nothing, just staring into a camera. <laughs> Why the fuck don't we do that? That's fuck perfect. <laughs> Cut this bit. Let's do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the plugs for the actual cast. Uh, Patreon? Oh, right. The important one. <laughs> the one where you can, if you really like this, come and support us. Patreon.com forward slash the bad game cast. On there, you will find we do a monthly off-topic episode that you uh, can listen to. It's just me and Jake prattling on about uh, gaming news as well as just random bullshit. In my head, I was going to open my mouth to say something, and then when I went to, I had nothing to add there. <laughs> I guess on that note, uh, yes, to all of our Patreon listeners, you guys are the fucking bestest. I was going to say you can find me on Twitter at Jake Bray because I don't have anything else to plug. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Freya Faust. It's my pen name. I got two books. They're called The Burke Misadventures. Stray dogs, guard dogs, look them up. If you're listening to this with your ears, which I know you are, I can see you. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm in your house. Don't turn around. Go to audible.com. Buy my book, Stray Dogs, on Audible, and listen to it. And don't turn around. Don't think about it. Don't blink. Ooh. <laughs> it was the don't blink that got me there, not the uh, faceless old woman that secretly lives in your house thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just tired. Don't turn around. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, like, into. <laughs> Entirely different place. <laughs> Pray up us in town. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> shut, shut. <laughs> uh, well, for the bad game cast, I've been a frustratingly bad control scheme. Uh, I've been your advisor. And I am Magnus, the old chancellor. Good night, everybody! Fucking nail that outro. <sighs> well, of all the episodes that we have done, that was certainly one of them. <laughs>